Oh, here we go again. Everything I do, I'm a step away from like really being impressive. All right. So uh, three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Here we are one more time. Is it the last time? I don't know. I don't think so. Is this the last nah. time, Ben? Nah. Uh, Sam, is, nah. it, is it? All right. So not oh, the last time. We're, we'll probably do it again. It's your uh, two or three dads. We're going to go with your at two least, dads. Featuring at Sam. least one more time. At least one more time. Uh, okay. So you got one more in you? At least. All right. Well, that's good to know. I'll plan for at least one more. <laughs> I've got, I've probably got more reels like waiting to get us past that. So that the people won't know we quit until long after we've quit. That'll be, that'll be <laughs> well, something that for covers them, I guess. when we go on vacation. Yeah. Well, I don't ever really take vacation because I don't work. So, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's one of the pitfalls of never really having a real job. I'm too poor to take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I, I seem to like be in that stretching the dollar mode these last couple months. It's not something that like I planned for. It just kind of, you know, like my grandma died and I paid her mortgage and then I, I paid like part of the funeral. And, you know, suddenly like that month turned into this month and this month turned into the next month. And I'm still kind of trying to fight my way through or fight my way back. Yep. I was getting tattoos touched up, so that definitely is not going to happen this month. And uh, we will, you know, get that back and, and use that for one bill or another. Anyways, that's just some dad stuff. Hashtag dad life. We don't want to be as uh, sad and depressing as, as that was the entire time. We want to be <laughs> sad and depressing about other things, other important right. life altering dad things. And there'll be lighthearted moments. Just stick around. You know, you'll laugh and then you'll cry again and, and then you'll giggle and then you'll cry some more because our lives are just depressing as shit. No, I joke. <laughs> I joke. See, there you're laughing. See, you're laughing. But the tears will come. <laughs> the tears will come. So we've got a couple of topics today that really are near and dear to one of our hearts. We kind of bring these like we got, you know, we'll come with one. It's like a, a potluck, so to speak. So the one that I came with today, we're going to is the one we're going to start with because I'm the host and I get to make the most important decisions. And that is something probably that each of us have thought about, certainly, if not recently, than in the past. And that is, do we want to have another kid? And I know that I'm thinking about this pretty much on the regular these days. It's something that we have wavered back and forth with. And I'm sure that, Dan, you find yourself in this, if not every day, then, then you know, uh, pretty often. Because once you have one, it's like a tattoo. You want another one. Can't just eat mm -hmm. one of those Pringles, yeah. you know. Sure. Once, once you pop that, uh, once you pop that proverbial pregnancy virgin oh boy. status, <laughs> you you want to pop another one out. And Sam, uh, you you probably fall on a, on a, a bit of a different wavelength, uh, different spectrum, or different uh, level of of uh, knowledge. Just because your knowledge in general is much greater than ours in terms of raising kids, you've done it. You've had two of them already, and you may or may not have made this this decision. It may be dependent on, on a later mate to come along. Who knows? We'll get to that. But as I normally do with these things, I like to gather my thoughts. I like to be, if not uh, as smart as I can, uh, relatively smart so that I don't embarrass myself. 
And I always kick it off to one of you guys first. So, Dan, why don't you just, you know, stick to our regular trend uh, without going out of our our comfort zone and take this first. Tell me what you think, whether you are currently leaning toward another kid. Um, Yeah, it is something I think about, maybe not on the daily, but occasionally I'd say at least on the weekly, once a week, I think about it. Um, Usually when my daughter's done something to piss me off, I'm like, God, I do not want another one. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd like to eventually maybe have another one. I don't want to wait too late. Like my mom did. Uh, There's, I always forget, there's either 12 or 13 years difference between me and my brother. And then my sister is six years older than me. So there's not, there's about half that. So yeah, I don't want to be, you know, 13 years apart. But I don't know. It's, you know, it. I, I weigh it out and I would definitely do things differently, um, better. Uh, not saying I was a terrible father or I am a terrible father, but, you know, I feel like there's room for improvement for everybody. And not going to lie, I did want a boy, but I'm super thrilled and over the moon that I had a girl. But you know, that would be what I, you know, if we did have a second one, that's not the main reason, but that would be, you know, I would want a boy and I would want to take a, maybe a different approach now that I've had one and I can kind of use what I've learned to do and not to do with this, the first one and be that much better with the second one. Um, my wife, uh, I'm sure she thinks about it more than I do, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's something we don't talk about it much. I mean, every, every now and then, but I I definitely think about it and I'm leaning on the side of, yeah, I I would like another one uh, more so than not. Um, You know, that's just, that's just my view. What do you think, Corey? I know you said you think about it daily, but damn near. Well, I I will get to that, but but before I do, I was wondering, you think that you yourself do probably want one eventually. And at the same time, you guys don't talk about it that often. What is it? gonna take to get you on that topic is it are you just waiting for her to to bring it up uh i mean yeah in a way because it's you know it's her body that's gonna be ruined again not that it's ruined but it's just you know i'm sure she's called it that well yeah for the audio listeners i use quotes or quote marks around ruined um so yeah i mean it's it's ultimately a decision we both need to make, but it's also something that she needs to be, there can be no wavering with her. She needs to be, yeah, I'm going to go quote unquote, go through this again, or no, I I don't think I can handle it. Or, you know, so it's, I'm not putting that responsibility on her shoulders completely, but she's the one that's going to have to carry the kid and deal with the sickness and deal with the, you know, all that stuff. I'm just going to have to deal with her. (laughs) So that's that's where i stand for the most part i have uh look at sam with his doctor enough hashtag hey, doctor enough yeah only get it around here that's it's right like liquid gold really liquid crack you could probably make so much money selling that down there <laughs> Man, i'm telling you it's, it's a wonderful product you got to drink them fast though because once they get warm they are just straight nastiness yeah so i like i said that's that's pretty much where i stand i want one i actively do think that it would be cool nice just uh, enriching any number of adjectives to have another son or another daughter. I think that that would benefit Jackson to have a sibling. It would benefit 
the world in general to have a, a child that I know would be at least you know, a decent person that would be a, a person that I had done the best that I could to prepare. And I trust myself to prepare a decent child to come in and take on this world and, and you know, do their part to to try to make it a better place as, as much as they can. And, you know, at least more than I have, because I've done fucking shit to make it a better place. I actively make it a worse place on a day to day basis. Uh, like the, the good that I do with my son, I'm outweighing it in negativity in some other way. So, yeah, I do want another one. I have left it up to her, though, because she at one point there was a, we were having a really bad day as far as Jackson and tantrums. You know, he's two. And, and sometimes that happens when you're two. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Or maybe I'm just used to it as, as these things will happen. Uh, Dan drinking another monster. Hashtag unleash the beast. Hashtag dad fuel. Loving that red rehab. We'll make a reel out of that one. We'll get their attention. <laughs> don't worry. And there uh, was a, some sort of uh, breaking point that she reached. And she was like, this is it. I'm not doing this again. I can't do this with another one. And since that day, I've just not pushed it. I've not brought it up at all. And at the same time, though, I think that if we had, uh, you know, what what you would call, what a person would call enough income coming in, you know, quote unquote income, whatever that is, fill in the blank, because it varies from place to place. I think if we had enough of that, it would be a much easier answer, because in that case, maybe childcare could be something that, you know, we could turn to, but we don't have, it would be a, a bit of a stretch if for us to afford another kid. So that's, so that's something that, you know, we might even come to regret at one point and not knowing that it was going to be as expensive as it was, but if it, if it is a boy, then that would be cheaper because we have all these things for boys and we haven't thrown any of it away. <laughs> so we would still have that if necessary. That's another reason that we're trying to decide is because we've got bags and bags and, you know, piles of stuff that, could be donated or given away or sold or what have you. And we are just keeping it because we don't know. But one other thing that I did want to touch on as far as with the kid is as far as wanting to have one is uh, just what Dan said is there are things that I think a second time around, I could do better. I really, uh, this is going to seem a little bit uh, maybe more selfish than, than giving, but I really had a problem with naps at first. I really had an issue uh, that uh, with learning that it was up to me to put the baby down for a nap. I couldn't just expect him to naturally fall asleep in a swing every day and that be his nap. You know, I learned, uh, I think later than I needed to, that to put him in the crib or wherever he's sleeping for regular times each day, uh, you, you need to start that pretty early in life. And yeah. I, I did not, I remember, uh, in looking back, I, I, in hindsight, I think this is why I remember thinking that, man, he is crying like an enormous amount. I remember thinking, you know, we have a whiny baby. And it was really because I just wasn't putting him down for naps. I would I would just let him sleep as he as he wanted to, as he could. And, you know, it literally would be 30 minutes here, you know, 45 minutes there, uh, 20 <clears throat> minutes there. And I'm just like complaining the whole time that it's not happening. And why is it not happening? without knowing it's because of me, it's because I'm an idiot and I'm doing it wrong. And now that's for just, the, now for the first little bit, that's what you want to do. Cause they don't, you know, they won't have a schedule, but as they get older, yeah, like four or five, six months old, even maybe three months old, you need to start not you've already, he's already two years old, but yeah, that's something that we actually did was, you know, 
let her sleep wherever she fell asleep on the floor in her swing and, you know, in our arms, whatever. But then once she got older and we could establish a routine, that's when we, you know, started to, to do that and like lay her down in her crib and not in the swing or, you know, and actually be like, okay, it's such and such time. It's 10 o'clock in the morning and you've been up for two or three hours. It's time for you to actually go and lay down by yourself, take a nap in your crib. You know, that's just something that, you know, my wife researches the shit out of everything. I love her for that because I don't have to do it now. Um, but she's like, she's got a handle on everything. You know, um, the thing I, I wish along those lines before I forget, that's why I kind of cut you off and I'm sorry, but um, I wish I could have redid or went back and re and did over the, the bedtime thing on my aspect because where I work and my wife stays at home, she, at first, she didn't think it was fair for me to have to uh, sleep in the same bedroom and have the alarm wake up the baby or the baby wake me up because I am the one that has to get up and go to a job. I mean, she's got the most important job of raising our child, but she gets gets to stay home. And uh, so she slept in there and I would take Saturdays. Saturday was my night to sleep in there with the kid for a little while. And man, I would get so frustrated because I was not used to getting up every three hours and, and changing the diaper, feeding her and putting her back to sleep. And it used to aggravate the piss out of me. And I probably took it out on her a little bit, not like smacked her around or anything, but like I was mad and she was feeding off me. So it took her longer for me to put her to sleep because she was feeding off my anger, not at her, just at the fact that I was woken up in the middle of the night. And, you know, I look back on that and that's one regret I, I do have. And, and one okay, thing I would definitely... Yeah. Yeah. General frustration. But, you know, I manifested it out and she fed off it and it just she would not go to sleep right away and it would make me even more mad. And I would get like short and come on, just, you know, and I, that was that is something that I kick myself for and that I would definitely do better the second time around. Uh, yeah, I totally feel that. I think that uh, probably a lot of dads you know, would, would agree, not just you and me, that it's not necessarily like a reason to have another kid, but it no. would be nice to kind of have a sort of a, a do over, you know, do it, do things better just across the board. And but, and that wouldn't fix my, my regret with the first one that would just, you know, Hey, I did a better job with the second one kind of thing. I would still feel horrible about like I do now about what I did those early months, the weeks, whatever, um, yeah, when you would Getting, put a, a pillow yeah. over the baby's face. <laughs> no, but when I <laughs> Jesus, no, <laughs> please, listening audience, don't do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just something I regret. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt that it's probably a bad idea to lay a pillow over the baby's face. So also don't, probably don't, a bad don't idea to spin kick your kids <laughs> off the countertop. Uh, but speaking of which, coming soon, TikTok bad advice. Follow me on there if I can. <laughs> I can make it funny enough. If not, then you'll never you'll never see it because <laughs> there's no point. But that those that's the opinions of a couple of beginners, uh, uh, you know, relative newcomers to the game. What about a a established father? What about someone who's done this for a little while, Sam? Are you a seasoned vet? A seasoned vet? Are you out of the game, or is it just a, a matter of finding? Uh, you know, an, another person to, to love and, and, you know, to be a, a father with? Well, you know, as a single dad and, you know, and I'm just one of many, there's nothing special about my situation. There's countless 
parents out there that find themselves in different or non-traditional home lives. And, you know, I'm just, you know, navigating this the best I can. You know, I'm a few years into, you know, my separation from my former spouse and, you know, the kids, you know, flip-flop between two different homes. And, you know, there has been talk, you know, from the younger, uh, from the young ones that, you know, you know, have you ever thought about maybe having another kid or, and, you know, the thought has crossed my mind. Touching back on a point that you made earlier, you know, if you're waiting for financial stability to have a kid, you're going to be waiting for a long time because as fast as this world changes, unless you're, unless you're, you know, have a family or a structure that, uh, you know, already has, you know, amassed some kind of wealth or stability, you know, not everybody's born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And so, you know, you're going to have to be realistic with yourself and that, you know, kids are expensive. They're going to put you back. They're going to put you back, you know, thousands of dollars. What is it? The, uh, what's the, what's the ballpark figure for, you know, rearing a child from birth until they graduate high school or even potentially, you know, paying for their college, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a million or like over it's what a couple million dollars that parents spend. Uh, it's, it's used to be six figures, so it's probably well more well into the seven now. When I was, I know when I was in high school to to uh, keep us from knocking a girl up at a young age, they would they put these banners up that would say raising a kid from zero to eighteen. And this was fuck. This was almost fifteen years ago, so I'm sure it's double or triple now. But it was two hundred fifty grand. I think I uh, think that's what it said. That, that seems low, me, but um, like that's that's what I remember. So. Yeah, it does seem a that does seem like a low number. I think back then, you know, two hundred fifty bucks, a quarter of a million dollars, you know, was a lot more money due to inflation. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's not the same anymore. No, that was yeah. back in the early two thousands. So yeah, right. If any of our listeners have super great memories, then you can search in your brain for the scene from the opening of The Simpsons because when they scan <laughs> Maggie at the grocery store, the price that comes up is the price that it was supposed to be to raise a kid at that time. From uh, birth oh. to eighteen years old, man, the Simpsons. Yeah, Simpsons are way ahead, way ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah, I don't, anyway. I don't remember uh, obviously what it what it said, and it you know clearly changed over time. Maybe not the number in the in the opening, but the, the number in real life. But yeah, if you if you eagle eyed, uh, I don't know, mind palace listeners, you know, can can look back, then you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's. Nostradamus had a cartoon. It would be The Simpsons. Some would say. Yeah, I mean, they were prophetic in a lot of things. A lot of weird, you know, uh, weird things that they predicted or showed in their cartoons. If you review back, you know, they showed years before it actually came to fruition or came to pass. Mm -hmm. You know, they, the Trump presidency, that uh, the mention of the the cost of childcare from birth to they leave the nest, uh, countless other examples and stuff like that too. Yeah, COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of that over. So, uh, <laughs> what were you saying, Sam? <laughs> no, um, I would like to uh, not necessarily do over because sometimes, you know, if you change things a little too much from your routine or your structure, you know, your parenting tips, and you know, uh, some kids might feel a little left out. Like, well, when Tiffany or Natalie, or you know, um, or if you have two sons, or if you have five or six kids, you know, they kind of remember. You know, they, they, they see how their their peers before them or their, their siblings before them, you know, were treated, you know, what kind of uh, what kind of buy or like what kind of little wild card they could play on mom and dad. And then, you know, heaven forbid you even get into the topic of favorites. You know, if you have a big enough herd in your home, 
you know, somebody might feel like they're left out from time to time. And so, you know, being consistent, you know, but also recognizing that, you know, you still have things to learn and that, you know, more often than not, we as parents don't get it right the first time. And so being able to have a second child is a way to refine your tactics, kind of redux or remix what you had started with the previous child and try to get it right or dial it in a little bit better. Um, you know, whether it's temperament, whether it's dealing with um, specialty eating needs, nap times, uh, play times, you know, um, school work, chores, um, all that stuff. And, you know, as parents, I think that, you know, we sometimes subconsciously kind of lean on our oldest child to kind of help us in a way or that they kind of take it upon themselves to, and I'm sure every kid does this when they go through a phase where, you know, they are kind of like, um, uh, like the step parent or they're like the, uh, they're like the lesser parent or something in absence of mom or dad or mom and mom or dad and dad or whatever your family structure is, they'll catch themselves. You'll catch them kind of, I wouldn't say bossing the younger child or the, uh, the other siblings around, but kind of, you know, trying to be that one to lean on. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of actually kind of what I'm cur- what I'm currently navigating right now as I'll go downstairs or something in the kitchen and, you know, or, or a different part of the house and encounter my oldest kind of giving uh, my younger daughter sage advice as um, yeah, you know, in lieu of, you know, mom or dad being around to say, Hey, please, can you put your dirty dishes away? Don't just leave them in the sink or, Hey, can you, you know, sweep up the crumbs or, Hey, could you, you know, refill the dog bowls or something like that? I would like to get, I would like to try my hand at maybe raising a son. You know, I have, I have two wonderful, beautiful, talented, uh, loving girls and I wouldn't trade them for the world, you know? And sometimes if you have more than one kid, they're going to ask you that, you know, Hey, if you had it to all do all over again, you know, would you still want to have, you know, two girls or would you, would you rather have had, you know, one boy or one girl or whatever the uh, combination is, you know, my response to that was uh, kind of taken back a little bit, you know, and I think all kids kind of ask their parents that over time, you know, at some point in time, but I, was, I just tell them I, it was just as fast as um, just a, a reflex could move. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't trade either one of them for anything. You know, yeah. uh, they're wonderful. <laughs> they surprise us every day. They're like I said, they're, they're they're our heart and our soul. We love them. We love them dearly. And no, even if I had the choice to have whatever kind of child I felt like would be best for me in my current situation, I still wouldn't trade them. You know, no, still wouldn't mm-hmm. trade my no. No, so, you, um, yeah, you don't want to them or nothing. I mean, it's like, it's no. like, you know, you tried twice and third time's the charm, you know? I mean, yeah. I did it one time and I did it right. You know, I got a boy. <laughs> Dan has tried once and he did it wrong. He's going hey. to gonna have to try again. Hey, it takes uh, a real man to knock the balls off one. <laughs> <laughs> only, only a, a, a girl dad would have known that one. Uh, I would <laughs> never need to, never need to know that. Um, so, so uh, which one is your favorite, Sam? The old one, the older <laughs> one, or the younger one? Uh, both of them. Both of them. Are your Good okay, answer. Okay. Both of them. Both All of them right. are my favorite because I, I wouldn't want one and not have the other. You know, it just wouldn't. In my household's not. It would be complete. You know, without both my kids, I can't just have one or the other. You know, there is a little bit of an age gap between them too. So at some point, you know, one you know may leave the nest before the other does, and you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. You know, if she wants college or you know requires her to move out of the area with that emptiness syndrome so so okay sam sam wants the uh, younger one so he can retain his youth and uh and (laughs) do a little bit longer in the in the love of a of a the bird nest the family nest 
so that's all I've got. You guys know how I feel about another kid and uh, you know how, you know, the rest of us feel. So I think that I can comfortably move us into our next topic, which actually comes from Sam. Uh, Sam brought this to us. He is uh, helpful enough in the, in the group chat to come up with uh, at least one or two things every week or so. And, and we're going with this one this time around. So what is the topic you're bringing, Sam? Introduce us to it. All right. Let's talk about manners. Manners. Um, and we'll start from, you know, when you decide you want to start teaching your children manners and, you know, through implementation on up from, you know, when they get old enough to kind of make those decisions, you know, on their own without having to be, you know, nudged by mom or dad. Uh, so um, just the framework of manners in and of itself, you know, can carry the kids far, you know, with just a simple a few words, you know, like, please. Thank you. You know, those are big ones, real big ones. You know, may I or um, excuse yes, me, no, ma'am. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that that's necessarily like a regional or culturally specific thing, because I think in all cultures, they have some level of manners or some kind of customs that, you know, that their that their children are being taught, hopefully by responsible parents and so forth. So uh, manners in our household is pretty big. Same thing with. Uh, uh, we'll say, for example, eating your food with you know, the utensils provided you or the utensils in the in the house. You know, there comes a certain point, you know, when the kids can stop eating with their fingers. And, you know, you kind of teach them the techniques of how to use and hold a fork and a spoon. You know, what knife, you know, is for butter, what knife is for cutting stuff like steaks or what have you. And if you don't trust your children at all because you think they're some kind of chainsaw wielding maniac, then you get them plastic flatware or, you know. You just blend it into a soup. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be a real. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. <laughs> or it might be a, it might be a, an audio clip that is add on to the end of shows. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, every household's different, you know. I, I, I don't know what kind of manners <laughs> Jeffrey Thomas' parents. Oh God. Him, but, <laughs> but you know, None. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they tried. Uh, you know, it, at the very it. least, maybe. Well, hey, at the very least, maybe they taught him to chew his food with his mouth closed. <laughs> well, they definitely thought they definitely taught him to chew it, you know, until he could swallow it without choking, because yeah, that was really <laughs> yeah. his his passion in life was eating. So, oh, boy. <laughs> um, I guess I will I will kind of take this as my son is slightly younger than Dan's daughter, and I am so to speak at the beginning of this stage of, of learning. I am. So what's your take on manners? I am of the opinion that it is probably lacking a lot these days. I've not had any, you know, kids smart off to me or anything old man like that. But mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's probably just from what I hear, it's probably not quite, you know, to the level it used to be. I would say by and large that most kids these days just have no respect for their own parents, let alone right. you know, any other parent. And so I am trying to do what I can to teach Jack to be polite and uh, encouraging and, you know, uh, uplifting. We, he, we teach him that every time he does something uh, you know, right or, or well, or, or you know, even if he fails at it, we're like, you know, good job, buddy, or good try, buddy. Uh, we tell him, you know, when he's like, uh, 
we don't have to tell him anymore when he wants something he's like more whatever please more this please we could we still probably could work on thank you the fact that he says please so readily you know we don't really worry as much about thank you we are already teaching him to use his his uh i don't know it's more like a, a metal spork than than a knife or a fork mm-hmm. or i mean a spoon or a fork he we teach him to use that uh, already and he is not great at it you know as, as a two-year-old you would expect not to have the greatest uh, hand um, coordination and he yeah, does not dexterity. yeah dexterity yeah. yeah he does not he does not um disappoint or surprise i guess when it comes to that because he will take it half half of it makes it into his mouth and half of it makes it onto his shirt but that's the <laughs> you know it's a learning process so we do uh, support his his mess because we know that it is uh for me personally i remember eating with my fingers if i remember it then i did it too late in life and so we we don't really want to have to deal with that with him i remember uh my mom would make steak and fries and i didn't need a fork i just i just used my fingers and i don't want to have to uh you know get him over that because while it is certainly feasible to eat that way and it's not a huge problem it's not something that you want your kid to do. You know, you want them to eat like uh, the proper way, quote unquote, with silverware and, and a plate and on the table. With some level of civility, you know, you don't want your, you know, your feral, you know, bush baby sitting in <laughs> yeah. a restaurant, you know, yeah. chewing on the end of the table. Look, Throwing food the at the people. The like... that they scarf down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So we have started and we make good progress. He will randomly like tell us, you know, good job, buddy, for things that like he thinks we've done that he needs to uh, to uh, praise us for. It's invariably something that it was just like, oh, I, all I did was close the door. And, you know, like it wasn't like I did something, but, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we have gotten a good start on that. I'm relatively confident in the progress that we're making in the direction that we're going. Uh, but just like Sam said, I, I do agree that it was necessary to start this at, at an early age and to make small steps along, you know, in various uh, small steps from various angles, tackling the same problem, you know, the saying please and the eating with the fork and stuff. It, it's not necessarily the same uh, angle of attack, but it's all the same problem. It's all, you know, it's all uh uh, manners. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with what we're, what we're going or what we're doing and what we got going on. What about you, Dan? Yeah. Um, we're a little further along cause obviously we started earlier cause our daughter, my daughter's a little older, but, um, yeah, we're still, there are times where we have to say where she'll be like, uh, milk, I want milk. And we'll be like, what do you say? And she, please, um, we're working more with please. She's pretty good about thank you. She's just the opposite of Jack. Like today I got home from work and she wanted some more animal crackers. So she handed me her cup and said, cookies, she calls her cookies. And I said, what do you say? She goes, please. And I, she could hear me put them in the bowl and she goes, thank you, daddy. You know, and I haven't even given them to her yet. And then when I gave them to her, she goes, thank you, daddy. And smiled at me and it you know, melted my heart. So yeah, we're working more with the please. And it's still, we still have to kind of, Hey, what do you say? You know, but she is three, she's still learning. Um, she's still learning the prompts and you know the yeah. situation that it applies in you know she's not going to go you know go look at yeah. the dog or something like that and tell the dog please and then take yeah. the phone out of his mouth yeah know? right but yeah. um but no i mean and there are other days where 
we don't have to coach her or ask her, Hey, what do you say? She'll just be like milk, please. Or, you know, apple please mm-hmm. or whatever. And then when we give it to her, thank you and go off, you know, about her way. And she does the same thing with, uh, the good job. We did that with her. Um, I do it more like when we're outside and we kick the ball and she has, I'm like, Oh, good kick. And she goes, good kick daddy. And when I do it back to her and, you know, I say, thank you. And, you know, when I say good kick to her, she goes, Oh, thank you. So it's, you know, it's, it's a slow burn, slow build, but, um, it's getting there and, uh, the whole fork and or fork and spoon got a knife. I can't imagine her with a knife. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're into that too. Um, like Corey said, uh, about half of it goes on the floor on her and half of it makes it to her mouth. Um, we're still getting the, I'm uh, making the fork motion uh, for the listening audience. Um, we're still trying to get that. She's more of the take it like a knife and stab it, you know, and then put it in her mouth. But hey, at least she's using it. To me, that's not improper because she doesn't know any better yet. We're still trying to teach her, hey, no, you got to scoop it. And uh, But hey, at least she's using it and at least it gets to her mouth. The other day we went to uh, Waffle House, don't judge me. Um, and she, <laughs> we cut waffle up a waffle. Uh, waffle House is the shit. But uh, we cut up a waffle and gave it to her and she, you know, she stabbed it with her fork and ate it, you know, and I was like, hey, and we tried to get her, hey, do it this way. And she did it a few times and it would fall on her plate. So she's like, nah, the hell with this. And she went back to what she knew and stabbed it, you know, like a, uh, like I said, like stabbed down on it, like you would a knife or something. But yeah, so she's learning. It's, it's like I said, it's a slow process. You got to be, fuck, we preach this all the time. You got to be patient. Oh, and, yeah. uh um but yeah she's learning she's a i have hell with the way Corey talks about we're about at the same stage with that um they learn at their own pace so uh, that's something i also have to remember sometimes i get a little too frustrated when she i think she should know better and she doesn't she's still three um she's still learning i need to remind myself of that sometimes you know i get a little short fused when she doesn't listen after the fifth or sixth time and that's what you know but she like i said she's still young she's still learning but um yeah so we're uh we're smack in the middle of it just like Corey is but you saying it sounds to me like it sounds to me like you're on the right track same thing goes with Corey. like you guys are doing the right things and you know you're starting off small and you know and just pieces that they can understand and you know whenever they chain all that stuff together in the you know in the series of events then you know it comes together and i mean i think that that's going to put some polish on, you know, your child's character as a reflection, you know, of your parenting, you know, it's going to, you know, ultimately fall back on you guys, you know, to kind of uphold that until they can get a grasp of it themselves and the concepts of all that stuff, you know, except my youngest is still kind of, um, uh, my ex and I like to joke, you know, we refer to her as feral. Um, I'm sure maybe when she's a grown up or something like that, she might not, you know, look back on this fondly, but maybe she will. <laughs> but uh, I, I could put everything in front of her, like uh, forks, knives, spoons, and all that stuff. And there's absolutely no finger food on the plate. Whether the first thing she does, put your hand in the plate. And I have to remind her, you know. And after about the fifth or sixth time, like I said, you know, like you said earlier, Dan, we have to be patient. And that's, I wish that was my strong suit. I really do. I wish I could handle failure, you know, yeah. in some things. Better, Me too. But I, I'm, I, I just want to try to be better at that than I was yesterday. And it's, yep. it's a challenge. You know, the, we're not as parents uh, programmed, or at least the parents that I know, 
we're not programmed with infinite patience <laughs> and you know those things that you know kind of needle us a little bit it just you know the repetition of it like please for the fifth time will you clean yeah. up your room <clears throat> yeah please for like the sixth time will you put your dirty dishes away you know please will you clean up after yourself and you know it comes a point in time where you know you just you you get a little shorter you run out of patience and you may snap and you know raise your voice some, some parents yell um some parents just um handle it better than others and some don't handle it well at all and yeah. um we, like i said you just try to be better about it than you were yesterday and as long as you're kind of making forward progress or you know that they're children and they're still learning i i, th I think that that kind of helps when you kind of take a usaw moment and breathe and step back from remove your you know, emotions from the situation as best as you can and just kind of realize that they're kids and that kids are going to do stuff. What did you do when you were, you know, yeah. seven years old? What did you, right. How did you act when you were nine or 14? You know, something, uh, something just not to cut you off, but uh, something that we practice um, when we mm -hmm. do get like the other night, I told her not to, we have this little water table outside and it's really dirty. We need to clean it out, but she was playing in it in a, not her like church closer by any means, but like a nice pair of jeans and a nice t-shirt. And I didn't want her to get dirty. So I told mm -hmm. her two or three times, Hey, don't play in that. And I got after the third uh, the, on the fourth or fifth time of telling her, don't do that. I got a little heated and to you say gave the her least. Sparta kick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right across the <laughs> yard. But uh, no, I got up and I, you know, I raised my, I didn't eat. Well, like I say, I raised my voice. If you ask my wife, I probably yelled, but either way, I, I at least raised my voice and, you know, not grabbed her, but I, grabbed her by the arm and told her, no, if you can't do this, you're going up here. You're not playing with it. And it's just, I had a, a rough day at work and, you know, it, I took it out on her, which I shouldn't have done. And I, you know, I still feel bad about it, but we're also trying to practice to get around to what I meant to say. We're also trying to practice that if we get, if we find ourselves being that frustrated or feel ourselves going over that point of where we need to raise our voice or, or worse yell, or I'm, mm -hmm. um, I'm a firm believer of, spanking but not beating the shit out of your kid for as for correction because i was spanked as a kid and i think i turned out okay um i don't hate my parents for it until you get to that point we're also trying to practice that hey look i can't deal give me five minutes let me go smoke a cigarette or let me just i need to walk away can you take over and that's mm -hmm. it helps me at least when i do it it helps me clear my mind reset and not and just get myself away from what's pissing me off at the time so I can calm down and cool off. And then when I come back, I come back with a different perspective as, hey, hey, she's just a kid. Chill the hell out. You know, like how long did like you said, how like Sam said, how long did what did you do when you were her age? Like how pissed off were your mom and dad at you when doing the same thing? So that's something we try to practice. And I recommend that if you um, are with your spouse or co-parenting or whatever you want to call it, that you try to do that if you if you can work it out like if it's pissing off your wife or your girlfriend or fiance husband whatever you whoever's listening say hey can you take over for five minutes and let me clear my head i i feel like i'm gonna blow up and usually nine times at a nine and a half times out of ten they'll be like yeah go please don't we don't need you blowing up so mm -hmm. that's something that we try to do uh and it seems to seems to help me it seems my wife seems to it seems to help her too so just a little right. piece of hashtag dad advice dad advice out there Right. Well, it sounds like we can all get a little better at it. And there's some shortcomings as parents because we're human and we're going to make mistakes. And, you know, what we try to do is just be 
the best that we can for our parents. And, you know, a, a lot of ways, you know, that seems kind of, you're not putting yourself on a pedestal, but you're holding yourself to a higher standard. And if you're able to perform, or, I mean, if you're able to show your children that, you know, you can be patient and understanding, but still be firm where it needs to be and, you know, make sure that there's boundaries, boundaries, establishing boundaries is pretty important too. So I know, but, I mean, those, those are some, yeah, go ahead. Another thing I thought of too, I, I forgot it until just now when you said something, but um, they also learn, this is with everything. They also learn by watching you mm -hmm. at, at a, even, even your same, even your daughters, they, they, they probably look up to you more. Um, so if you're, if you're an asshole to people and if you're mean to people you see, like at a restaurant, if you're like, why is this not cooked right? Oh, and you're going off or they give you wrong change at the gas station and you go off at the get at the person behind the desk, your kids are going to see that and use that as the example of, Oh, that's how I need to treat these people. But if you Absolutely. go in like if you go in like how I was raised and you'd be like, yes, sir, no, ma'am, which that could get you in trouble now. But hell with that. Mm. Um, if you do that and they see you being polite to people and using your manners that your parents, their grandparents taught you that you're trying to teach them. It also clicks in their head. Hey, I want to be like mom and dad and they're being nice to people they don't even know. So I'm going to do that. So that's another like with me having a daughter. I need to show her this is one of the things I need to not work on. Well, yeah, I need to work on it too. But um, she learns how she's supposed to be loved by watching how I love my wife, if that makes sense, like how I interact with my wife. And if I'm real short and mean to her, that's what she's going to go after because that's what she sees. But if I come home and give my wife a hug and a kiss and we hold hands and, you know, I'm not saying we need to get nasty in front of her because obviously you don't. But if she sees me showing my wife love, that's what she's going to expect out of her future partner i don't want right. to you know say a man because if she you know whatever but her future partner then she'll mm -hmm. i want her to have high standards i don't want her to go out and get these little fuck boys and these little whatevers you know that aren't going to treat her right and that aren't going to work and that aren't gonna you know they're just going to be lazy and and make her do everything i don't want that i want you know i want her to get a good man or woman if that's what she chooses and you know, I don't want to take no shit from anyone either. Like, you know, stand up for yourself. That's one thing I need to do. I let people walk on me more than I should. But, um, but yeah, I, I that's that's another thing that they want. They learn through you, and you need to you like with everything. You need to set the example, and I think it's key with manners too. Absolutely. I mean, your children are going to emulate what they see in the household, and you know, <laughs> yep. as long as your household is, you know, watertight, and you've got a good plan, or you know, you've got the best plan that you can. You know that's that's setting the uh, the precedent. I mean, that's setting the the tone for how your children are going to interact in their worlds. And um, exactly, uh, it seems like we kind of touched base a little bit on you know um, some things that uh, we were going to segue into our next part, uh, which Corey was going to announce. Possibly was it going to be since we're kind of on the pet peeve part? You want to go ahead and go into the grind your gear segment. I don't have anything else as far as manners for right now, but there's various other things we can come back and visit another episode. What about you, Dan? You ready to uh, give a bit more honesty, complain a yeah. bit more? Yeah. I'm always All down right. for that. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> bring back an oldie, but a goodie, one that yeah. we hadn't heard in God fucking forever. A little, bit of, a little bit of grinding of the gears. Yeah. Coming, coming my my hut and complain with me my friend <laughs> all right so my this is my grind my gears at this point in the in the child in my whatever life or whatever is 
my child will ask me for something. She'll point at it on the counter and we have a plethora of things on the counter in the kitchen of like snacks and whatever, bananas and all that good stuff. And she'll be like, I want that. And that's, I want it, or I want that. She won't say I want a banana or I want a bag of chips or I want this, or she'll just say, I want that or point to it. And I'm like, well, what do you want? And she'll, I want this. I want that. And for those that maybe couldn't hear me, I'm whispering. Um, and she'll get really quiet. And sometimes she'll mouth it, like won't even no nothing is coming out. She's just mouthing what she wants. And I'm like, listen, I don't know what you want. I can't hear you. I'm deaf. Uh, I just my hearing's gone to shit lately because of the jobs I've had. And I don't wear hearing protection. Bad on me. Bad, bad, bad. So, yeah. So you need to verbally tell me loud enough. I don't need a megaphone yet, but one day. Uh, you need to tell me what you want. You can't be doing this. I want this mouse BS. Like you need to verbalize what you want. And it just, uh, <laughs> it grinds my gears. Do you guys deal with that? I know Sam, your daughters are a little older, but Corey, have you got to that yet? Or I, I, I feel like I'm to a version of that. Jack will, you know, he'd be like, want bite, want bite, want bite. And we'll run into the kitchen. And then you know, just like you, it's all kind of in the same place. It's not like he's saying, I want that or I want it. He is saying like, i I guess he's saying what he wants, but it, you know, I don't understand his baby language. So nine times out of 10, I pick him up and put him on the counter and I'm just like, just grab what you want. <laughs> and yeah. he, he will, he will like usually grab what he wants. And, or at least like at that point he will say, you know, you know, like in, in words, I can understand what he is talking about. So it is a variation of what you're dealing with, but I think that yours is quite a bit, uh worse than mine that whole like mouthing it without saying anything at all Ugh. that would get on my nerves a little bit too that that's the part it's not that i want that because like you said i would just pick her up or i'd be like well point to it or i'd pick her up and show me what you want or like you said tell just get it yourself like yeah. or whatever but it's the fact that she tries to tell me which is great but she's she whispers it or even worse mouths it to where i can't hear what she wants and it's just like speak child speak <laughs> use your words that i can hear <laughs> that is a perfect grind my gears that is that is one of those things that eh, it's not life altering it's not gonna no. like make or break just, you no it's just little peeves, like yeah, sam just, called it <laughs> yeah it's one of those yeah. just annoying things that they do that uh that you just prefer they did not do <laughs> yeah because it just make your life a little bit easier yeah um well i actually thought that was going to go a little longer and i was going to kick right into the dad joke but i guess we're going to have time for a very special uh return segment that really is only showed up maybe two times maybe yeah, one time say twice yeah this isn't something we've done a lot but in the course of these yeah i did kevin i did kevin harvick one week and you did uh, uh superman yeah you did Ke you did kevin harvick and i called him carl edwards yeah that's right yeah, that's so right hopefully <laughs> if they if they're ever on they don't listen to that episode <laughs> So in the course of the interviews that we did with all those fathers from all around the world, there were a few that really had good stories. And the first one that stands out that really needs to be really needs to have a light shown on it. That is Mark Phillips from Australia. He's actually originally from England, but he lives in Australia now. He has the uh, mixtape podcast. He lives in Perth. Great guy. And he is an awesome father, too. He had a son whose name is Dexter. If you've listened to the episode then you know what i'm talking about this kid is just a hero all the health issues that he went through from birth and shortly thereafter it was just 
uh, just an experience even hearing it. And I spent most of the episode in tears. It was just, you know, depressing and uplifting. It just back and forth. It was a roller coaster. And I was so glad that I got to talk to Mark. If we stopped today, I would remember him probably forever because just the way that he was able to navigate all of that as a father being virtually powerless when it, when it comes to health issues like that, it really did uh, just encourage me uh, to, to know that there was a strength to be had beyond what I feel I have. And that maybe if I do need it one day, that it will be there for me to, Mm -hmm. to, to pull from. Uh, But at the same time, I just wanted to honor him because of, of what he, you know, what he did and how he did it was as good as I could, as good as I can tell you to do it. Yeah. He, he he held it together in every way and he has uh, managed to raise a wonderful son that takes everything that has happened to him and just, you know, embraces it and makes it a part of him and makes him stronger uh, because of it, as opposed to weaker or a reason why he is unable to do certain things. And so with that, all that being said, all they're out there, I want to go ahead and make Mark Phillips, our dad of the week. I know that he may end up being the dad of the month. Who knows when we'll come back to this, (laughs) but uh, as long as it lasts, he's going to hold that position. Mark Phillips, you're an awesome guy and an awesome dad. Thanks for coming on. And thanks for being such an inspiration. And uh, that's pretty much all I had to say about that. And I think that we're going to take a another leap into another wonderful segment, but one that we are intimately familiar with because we try to do this every week and that's I forget about it. And that's when <laughs> Dan comes with an all original. Don't know, doesn't matter if you've heard this before. Dan wrote it. He's just not shared it with <laughs> us yet. So an all original. It's handwritten usually. By yep. dads for dads. Uh, that might even be the name of the reel when I put it out there. But Dan comes with his. And we're going to need maybe a cool segment uh, other than Dan's dad jokes. <laughs> Dan, uh, maybe if I could throw another D in there. Dan's Dan's uh, not dastardly dad jokes, but uh, Dan's dangerous <laughs> dad jokes. Something with you know a little more, more alliteration. Well, this, Anyways, this one gets a little dangerous, so that could okay. work. You did say it was a bit of a, a different format than we're used to, so yeah. I'm interested to hear it. So go ahead and spring it on us. Tell us what you got. Tell us what <clears> you <throat> yourself wrote and all by yourself yeah. uh, tonight. And the, if anyone else has heard it anywhere else, you know, it was ripped off by Dan or from okay. Dan, not by Dan. <laughs> so <All right. laughs> I have a three-part dad joke today. Oh, this Three is parts. complex. God, so, but, but, it, but it, <laughs> the Stu, Stu Gotts over there writing down my yeah. top five list. <laughs> I'm going to need to make notes um, on this. Yeah. No, it's a three parter. They all go together. So it's not like three random dad jokes. They all kind of go together. Right. And, uh, so yeah, we'll see how this goes. All right. So, why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Oh, hmm. I mean, the obvious mm. answer is if they weigh too much. Okay, Sam. I got nothing. I don't know. Why why do elephants hide in trees? All right. Why do you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because they're good at it. (laughs) (laughs) That is one for one. That is so great. That's great. I like that. All right. So, part two Why do elephants paint their balls red? 
Hmm. I, um, I have no idea. No, no clue. Okay. Why do elephants paint their balls red? So they can hide in cherry trees. <laughs> <laughs> oh my two god. For, two for two. All, All right. right. Something Something tells me those balls are a little bit bigger than your <laughs> the big fucking cherries. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Part three. What's the loudest sound in the forest? Uh, when someone eats a cherry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Gira- What's the loudest sound in the forest? Giraffes eating cherries. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Drastic. <laughs> that was remarkable, Dan. I can't believe you're able to write a, three original dad jokes strung together like that in one narrative. All handwritten. I don't know where my camera is. See, handwritten gold right there. Wow, that's great, man. <laughs> I'm. We really do need to find where the leak is that's getting these dad jokes out before you're able to tell them on the show. <laughs> I don't know exactly like who in the corporation you're telling these to to run, you know, to like test them out. I don't but know. They're definitely leaking them to whoever. <laughs> um, but that was a good one. I'm, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is cut them, you know, I'm going to cut each part out and then just put, post it together as one clip. So it won't, uh, it won't matter that I was, uh, trying to answer, even though I knew we needed continuity and to, to flow from one to the next, I was still like, I don't know. Uh, because, uh, duh. <laughs> like just shut the fuck up, stupid. And let him say the joke. Well, hey, that's the first one you've gotten. Oh yeah, at the end. Um, but well, that yeah. was, I mean, you basically spelled it out for me. I, I well, I know, yeah. All I did that, was beat Sam to the punch. That was that was my worry <laughs> with the last one, but hey, it works. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been um, it would have been kind of funny either way. Like you were saying, should I say it throughout the mm-hmm. show? Like it would have been kind of funny then too. Um, so either way worked. But I um, got an idea for a title. I'll share it with you guys after the show if you want. <laughs> okay. The, t- the title for the episode. No, 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 not for the episode, but for the segment for the dad jokes. Oh, right on. Cool. Yeah, because we definitely need one. Because like I said, Dan's dastardly dad joke is just not going to cut it. I like that one. Dastardly. You don't (laughs) hear that ever, ever. No, I guess you don't. Tell you what, I'll I'll text it to you both and let me know what you think. Yeah. Right on. We'll we'll come up with something between the three of us. I have uh, also something I need to text you guys as well. Something that came in while we were talking that's not really pertinent to the podcast. But... With that being said, we've talked about everything on my list. Did anybody have anything they wanted to get off the chest that we had uh, uh, glossed over, moved by before you could get to anything that you got wrong, anything that you wanted to uh, cuss somebody for? No. I get a lot of shit wrong. Uh, yeah, I, I would never call anybody out on their mistakes because when I go back through here, I'm going to find about 50 of my own. So <laughs> right. no, no worries on that. All right. Well, then I guess we have reached the end of another journey. This is always fun for me. I'm glad that we do this, even if even if we'll never get rich and famous. It's <laughs> it's fun to, to, you know, get this out to maybe if there's if there's one dad that, that learned something today, then, you know, that's cool. And if there's not, then I still had fun. You know, at least right. we laughed. Yeah, yeah it was. Oh, it was, yeah. We uh, we learned a little and we laughed a lot. So that's that, that's a success for me. As the old cliche, laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, and well, that's good uh, for me. Maybe it'll make my dick hard again. I doubt it, though. <laughs> they make oh, pills boy. for that now. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> laughter would be more cheaper, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Insurance doesn't cover laughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll see what uh, what it does cover. Maybe it does cover something else, and that'll right. make my dick hard again. <laughs> anyway, 
I appreciate Wrong you guys. for that, Sam, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll just put my lid back on my drink now. There you I go. Spit it over my computer. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks yeah, for thank uh, you. taking in our extra content. Hopefully, you like this and the other podcast. I don't know exactly how you're getting it because you're not getting it yet, and we'll find out together. <laughs> but uh, maybe it's coming in on Sunday. Maybe it's coming in on Friday. We'll see. So, um, you know, if you want, you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on virtually any social media. You know, your two dads were on YouTube and I'm on Facebook, Corey Lewis. I guess I'm going to do followers there at least for a while. Uh, Sam, you got anywhere they want them to look for you? Don't. No, All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, um, yeah, I, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I don't really have much of a footprint on TikTok. So, you know, I'm just going to any, anything that any questions or anything uh, directed towards the podcast can kind of go ahead. I think can filter towards you. But if anybody has any, you know, viable ideas or any kind of good piece of information, I'll make sure I share it with you guys. You know, uh-huh. so, yeah, that's, uh, like said, I'm, that's Sam Cavelli. It's uh, spelled exactly like you would think. Or, uh, it's just like it sounds. Cavelli. It, it, it gets misspelled a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sam. uh you are reachable through a couple different places. What about you, Dan? Do you want to re rehash your uh, password ish uh, handle <laughs> for for Twitter? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter. Just look for Lieutenant Dan to save the people time and aggravation with all my letters and numbers. Um, yeah, Lieutenant Dan on Twitter and Dan Kenny K E N N E Y. I get that. I get the South Park Kenny all the time. They forget that second E. I don't know why, but uh, whatever. It's cool. And what's um, the first name? What's yeah. the last name? Come on. Yeah. I'm like Ricky Bobby. Yeah. I want to go fast. But no, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan on Twitter and Dan Kenny on Facebook. Uh, that's about it. I'm not on any others. I'm on Instagram, but I, I barely use it. I don't even know why. I don't take pictures. So I don't even know why I'm on Instagram. But yeah. hey, I'm there. I mean, you can find me on Instagram. But... I don't know what my handle is. So I, that's about how often I go on it. So. <laughs> But Instagram yeah, uh, is a dead end for me right now. Yeah, I'm me not too. really doing much. I'm not making much progress there as far as followers. Nope. So yeah, you can find us all in all of those places. And uh, if you can't find us there, we've got a website now that's in progress. It's your two dads.com. So there will be more TWO, uh, right? Not the number. Yeah. Yeah. TWO, uh, you know, Y O U R D A D S dot com. And like I said, that's in progress. So there will be more there and we'll be uh, more reachable there than we are right now for sure. But that's, you know, coming down the pipe uh, slowly but surely. And uh, other than that, I guess, uh, you know, hey, uh, this is uh, Corey and uh, uh, this is your two dads. And I guess I'll check you later. Check you later. Check you later. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. You smell that, Bill? Smells like someone died. <laughs>